at Alina Health. We care about your health and wellness. Learn how Alina Health provides care that can benefit you in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. Today's topic is nootropics, also known as smart drugs and cognitive enhancers. Are they performance-enhancing drugs for the brain, or are they snake oil? My guest today, Dr. Jesse Corey, fan favorite here on the WellCast. He's board certified in critical care and neurology and serves as a neurologist at Alina Health United Hospital, St. Paul. Welcome to the show, Dr. Corey. So what is a nootropic? So these are drugs, like you said, they're, they're cognitive enhancers. Now, you know, these are a class of drugs that actually date back to 7,000 years. Uh, there's texts in ancient Indian and even Mesopotamian literature about, you know, different drugs that are meant to basically improve your memory, help with attention, help with creativity. And so what these drugs are meant to do is to do that very thing, is take those components of how we think, how we, you know, how we perform mentally, memory, attention, creativity, and whatnot, and improve those inherent traits within us. Well, so where are these drugs? I mean, are they a prescription medication? Do doctors use them for certain conditions? Where would they be found? So that's a great question. And we we, kind of see them both in the form of supplements as well as medications that we prescribe. So when we think of uh, some, you know, pretty common ones, nootropics, so uh, you would consider stimulants a case of that. So children who are on medications for ADHD, you know, the methylphenolate, these medications, these are would be considered in the class of nootropics. They're meant to improve attention. Memory, or medications like Nemenda or Aricept we use for Alzheimer's would be considered in that classification as well. But more and more what we're seeing is people who are otherwise healthy, who don't have problems with attention, problems with memory, trying to use these medications, and oftentimes they're taking them more in the form of supplements. And there's an increasing about a $1 billion a year industry now uh, in these supplements meant to improve healthy people's attention, memory, creativity, and intelligence. So is Adderall considered a nootropic? Uh, many people who do not have ADHD do take uh, Adderall for its nootropic effects, for its ability to improve focus and attention. Uh, and so there's, it's not uncommon to, have to find people who are taking medication without a prescription. Now, you said that they're in some supplements. So is this a particular active ingredient that's legal over-the-counter so it can be used in supplements, but yet it's also used in drugs like Adderall and and prescription medication? Great question. Now, as far as stimulant medications like Adderall, those you do need a prescription for. Probably the most commonly studied um, medications that are nootropic that are over-the-counter that don't require a prescription would be things like ginkgo biloba, which does have some weak evidence, but there is some evidence out there that ginkgo biloba does help with improving memory. Um, probably the best studied one is, is this is a, this is a hard name to say, but it's actually have about a 7,000-year uh, track record, is uh, Bacopa uh, monary. And this is, a, medica- this is a, a chemical that comes from a flower found in India. And this has a, a pretty long uh, history with some, you know, smaller but well to well done trials that have shown that people who take this medication, or I should say supplement, pardon me, who take the supplement, uh, do show, in fact, improvements in both attention as well as their ability to switch attention and remain focused. Um, and there's actually been a number of studies that have looked at this. And probably the best one to date 
was one where they looked at medical students who took this medication and found that the medical students who took the medication for six weeks did better than their counterparts who did not have uh, this, this supplement on board. So aside from the attentional and the focus, like Bacopa Moneri, what about a mood enhancer? Do these things also help, you know, your mood and maybe your energy level as well? Yeah, some of them very much would uh, help with the things of that nature. So when we look at, you know, the neurotransmitters that are, you know, that are helping with memory and attention, the me- memory is typically through more of the acetylcholine network. But a lot of times when you indirectly affect that acetylcholine, you will affect the, um, the neurotransmitters that help more with mood, like serotonin, as well as um, kind of help m- maybe make you a little more prone towards uh, being happy, things like dopamine. So we do know that there is some evidence that, again, mainly with ginkgo, uh, but also another medication called Panax ginseng, which is also known as Asian ginseng, which has been shown to actually help improve mood in many, many a person. But it seems as though the overall push of this kind of supplement nootropics market uh, is more for the memory, attention, and creativity type focus. The mood enhances, enhances probably still typically are more in the realm of SSRIs and more in the prescription medications you would receive from a psychiatrist. Well, there's one very popular nootropic, Dr. Corey, and that'd be caffeine. Yes. And, and people also hear about creatine. And that's, you know, so that's an energy supplement that that plenty of athletes and or weightlifters, that sort of thing, you know, they look to creatine mm-hmm. to see if that's going to enhance their energy formation for working out, you Correct. know. So, so tell us what you want us to be careful of, because we've heard about some of the dangers of overdoing caffeine. People get the jitters or mm-hmm. of creatine as well. So tell us some of the dangerous things people should really be on the lookout for. Okay. Uh, with, with caffeine, caffeine, like I said, it's a great medication, helps with attention, uh, helps improve memory. The thing with caffeine, obviously, is the jitters. There's some folks, if they have a little too much, they can get a little more jittery with it. The biggest things to worry about with caffeine would be changes in blood pressure, particularly people who have high blood pressure to begin with. They may be more prone towards developing hypertension as a result of the caffeine. However, a lot of times folks who take caffeine for a long time, their body kind of gets used to that and it kind of mitigates that hypertension. Another problem with caffeine would be uh, intermittent changes in heart rhythm. So if you're a person who has a history of um, atrial fibrillation, caffeine may not be the stimulant you want to be using. Now, you also bring another great issue is with creatine. Now, creatine, obviously, it's, it's in a lot of supplements. It's being used by power lifters, by MMA athletes, et cetera, to help improve those energy stores within muscles. The biggest thing that folks need to be aware of when they're taking something like creatine is you need to drink enough water. The, if you take too little fluid intake with this particular supplement, it puts you at a huge risk for developing renal failure. And the, the kidneys are similar to the brain is that once you start losing kidney tissue, you don't have, a, you oftentimes do not recover that kidney tissue. So um, it's important that people, when they're taking these supplements for, you know, improving their strength and explosiveness, that they take plenty of water on top of the, that supplement. Well, and another point about supplements, if people are looking to buy nootropics and they're going to an all-natural store, a supplement store, you know it's not regulated. Correct. Whereas Adderall is going to be regulated. Caffeine you can get anywhere, but some of these others aren't regulated, so you don't kind of know what you're getting. Exactly, and that's, that's a, a big point. Thank you for bringing that up. 
when folks are taking those nootropics, these are supplements. They're at a very, they have completely different FDA uh, standards by which that they're, that they have to comply with as opposed to medications that have to go through phase one, phase two, phase three trials, et cetera. So when you're taking supplements, you're oftentimes not knowing if you're having maybe too much mercury in them. You're not sure if the, if the dose is the same from dose to, uh, to dose. Why is it important, particularly with medications that uh, people are taking for those nootropic effects, for those cognitive effects, is that when you start playing with neurotransmitters, you can develop a whole cascade of unintended side effects. If a person's on, let's say, an antidepressant, and they're taking a nootropic that may affect serotonin more or norepinephrine more, they can put themselves at risk for what's called a serotonin syndrome, where basically the body kind of goes into this massive muscle breakdown, becomes very uh, very febrile, very hyperthermic, and the person can develop all sorts of problems from just, you know, being, you know, encephalopathic and delirious to having, you know, muscle breakdown to having irregular heart rhythm. So it's really important that if a person is going to, you know, invest the time into taking a nootropic, that they go and they do some research on it to make sure that the uh, the vendor of this particular drug is, in fact, so, I mean, that that's really a very good point. And tell us, before we wrap up here, Dr. Corey, does it increase intelligence in the long run, do you think, or do you know as a neurologist that it, are you seeing any studies done on it? When we look at right now, at does it improve a person's overall intelligence? Uh, the, the short answer is probably not. It takes your attention, it takes your memory, and it, these things, as best we can see, it improves what's inherently within that individual. So it's more of a performance enhancer. Over time, though, there is increasing evidence. It's not huge, but it's increasing that these nootropics, particularly the Boncoperi uh, uh, and some other medications, may in fact stave off some of the oxidative effects, some of those, um, you know, kind of the, the damaging effects uh, uh, that happen to our brain just as, you know, as we age, as we, you know, drink too much alcohol, et cetera. And over time, it may hopefully stave off things like Alzheimer's. So the, the, the final answer isn't final answer I should say isn't there yet, but it appears that in the long run these medications may in fact help you be yourself longer than they you otherwise would have been. So what do you want people to know? What do you want to tell people if they are considering some of these, if they're looking into them, or if they're a college student that's saying, you know, they're going to borrow their friend's Adderall, what do you want them to know as a neurologist, Dr. Corey? Because this is important for, to hear from an expert like you. Yeah. First and foremost, if, you know, if talk to somebody, talk to a medical professional, a therapist, a neurologist, what have you, and, you know, and identify, are your problems more with mood? Are you having problems with anxiety, depression? That oftentimes will affect things like memory, will affect things like creativity, behavior, and would be treated much differently than a person who just wants to go and improve what they already have, improve their memory, improve their attention. If you're a person who's looking to say, you know, my mood's fine, I feel great, but I want to, you know, retain more, I want to be able to focus better, talk to a medical professional, ensure that you don't have the criteria for a true ADHD-type phenomenon, because the medications that they have for that are very good, but they need to be prescribed so you can be followed under a doctor's supervision. Many stimulants will affect things like blood pressure, blood vessel health, and you want to be under the care of a medical professional if you're taking these particular drugs so that you don't develop the side effects. If you are a person who doesn't have ADHD but you're interested in taking one of these supplements, it's important to go on the web, research these places. When they cite different papers, review those papers. See, Make sure that they, 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 these medications do sound as good as they hopefully they're, they're portraying themselves to be, 
and start small, take breaks from the medications, and to be very objective in what you're looking at. If you're looking to say, okay, is my, you know, my memory improving? Find some way to, to, to you know, if your test scores aren't improving, if you're uh, noticing you're still going to reread books, obviously it's not working as well as you should have or you would like it to, to do, then stop taking the medication. That's good advice, and I think that people also definitely need to do their research on them yeah. and listen to the good, you know, advice that Dr. Corey's giving you about nootropics. If you're somebody who's looking to, or if your teenager comes to you and asks you about things like caffeine and creatine, you know, make sure that they do research and that they listen to this podcast. Thank you so much, Dr. Corey, for being no with us today. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health, and for more information, please visit alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.